Blog Talk Radio. Gracious good afternoon to you and blessings, blessings, blessings on this beautiful day in the Lord. I pray that wherever you may be at the sound of my, the hearing of my voice, that you are having a phenomenal day. Whether you are tuning in with us live or listening to the archive, today, today is the day that God has crowned with blessings and benefits to his glory. So we are thankful and we're glad to be a part of this day as always because God is good and he has given us one more chance, one more opportunity to lift up his phenomenally blessed name. I want to welcome to the show my beautiful co-host, the wonderful and lovely Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today? How are you? Beautiful. I am awesome. It's beautiful here too, but cold. But cold. It's like 28 degrees here. Oh, geez. Now that's cold. That's for your neck of the woods. Yeah. And you like the cold, but it's cold. (laughs) (laughs) I was blessed yesterday and I went up and saw Mount Charleston. I hadn't been up to Mount Charleston in probably about 25 to 30 years. And to go up and play in the snow for a little while and what have you. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. Oh, wow. See, Beautiful. The beauty, the beauty of Mount Charleston, for those of us that are familiar with the Las Vegas area, Mount Charleston is like 30 minutes from Vegas. 30 degrees colder <laughs> than Mount Charleston than it is down in the valley. So I go up there yesterday, and it was about 32 degrees up there, where it's like 62 down in the valley. But the beauty is is that you can go up to the mountain, play in the snow, and come back down from the mountain to the valley and be warm. So um, that's that's the beauty of it. But, yeah, 28 is cold for you. Oh, yes, but it's Uh, we lost. We we. I heard you say "Oh yes," and then you faded out. I said, "Oh yes." It's just such a blessing to see another day, whether it's cold or hot. You just yes. be so grateful. God gives yes. you one more day. You to know go what? That's true. And get to. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tam, we we start off the show like this pretty much every week, and giving God the glory for the day. One of the reasons we do this to our audience is so that you guys can learn to appreciate the small things, appreciate the fact that you are alive, appreciate the fact that God has blessed you with another day, another day to show forth his glory, another day that you can be a living, breathing, walking testament to his glory because 90% of us that those of you that are listening to our voice and I know the two of us we know for a fact had it been for the Lord was on our side we would not be here hearing right now seriously um, the rest have, have some things in our past that could have taken us out could have said oh no 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 you know not that the enemy didn't want to stop us back in the day, right, to keep us from getting to where we are today. But the grace of God said not so. There was a song, and the song said, mercy said no. 
you know, like death wanted to come and to take us. But mercy said no. And mercy has given us another day. And so, you know, I, I know some of you are like, why do they always talk about that, you know, it's a blessing for another day and whatever. That's why. Because we appreciate the grace of God. We appreciate his mercy, you know. And the same grace and the same mercy he extended to us is there for you because you're listening to our voices. So that means God has blessed you with another day. You may not be happy with your situation and the circumstance that you may current moment, but you know what? You can still be happy and be in a spirit of praise and a spirit of worship because God has given you another day. Another day. What are you going to do with the gift he has given you? How are you going to treat this day? Are you going to treat this day in, in mourning? And and I'm not just talking the mourning of, of the loss of a loved one. Are you going to treat this day in mourning for what is not and what you think should have been or what you think could have been or what you think you missed out on or the wrong that you think somebody did to you? Are you going to treat this gift that God has given you in this day, in this new and exciting moment of breath, moment of life where you can inhale and exhale? Are you going to treat it with the reverence and the respect that it is due? Because it is a new day, a new chance, a new opportunity, a new moment. A new moment at the current time that we're seeing this into your life. It is afternoon for us, early evening for Tanya. It's afternoon for me. You may be hearing this in the beginning of the morning. You may be listening to it at midnight. But every time you go, every time you inhale and exhale, it is yet another opportunity to give God praise, or yet another opportunity to receive of his deliverance, yet another opportunity to be thankful because you're yet here. You're not dying in your sin. God has been gracious. He has been merciful to forgive you of all wrongdoing and to reconcile you back unto himself to draw you back into his bosom, to say, my child, I love you. You. So I don't don't know why I went into all of that tale, but it was just something that was in my heart, you know, because we, let me put it to this, two things. The word says, to whom much is given, much is required. That's number one. The other thing that the word says that those, who have been forgiven much, loved much. And I think because you and I can relate that we have been forgiven much <laughs> and you're still being forgiven for much, okay? Amen. Amen. So we Amen. love much. So when we, yes. when we talk about the glory of that day, of this day, it is from a genuine place in our hearts where we are truly thankful and grateful. Amen. Correct. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Say it, sir. Amen. Yeah. God is good. God is good. And it's not his goodness is not predicated on your current circumstance or situation. Wherever you may find yourself, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Which Amen. gives me my segue. <laughs> into what our topic for today is. And, you know, I, when I sent this to my sister, what our topic for today is, I said I wanted to talk about what was the orientation of our, of our goals. But what I really meant was what is the origination of our goals. But then when I looked it up, looked up orientation, orientation of it is important too because the origination of our goals and what we do denotes what is um, the the underlining reason for it. You know, what the origination, where did your goal um, to succeed or where did your goal to accomplish a task or where did that goal originate from? Where, you know, 
what caused you to set that goal. But then when I looked up the orientation of the goal, of the what orientation is, it is equally important because orientation is the determination of the relative position of something, okay? So it is equally important to know the origin of your goal, but it is also important to know the position of your goal. So I thought when, after I sent it to you, I was going to 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 resend and say, no, no, that's not the word I meant. But then it was like, no, yes, both of them are equal sis. When you, when you, because I, I, I know you formulate in your mind when I send these things to you, it's like, okay, so what's this about, right? But what was the, what was the thought that came to your mind in the orientation or the origination of your goal? Basically what did, if you have a goal, what made you come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. What made you do what you want to do? And mm-hmm. when you say orientation, I'm not going to lie. I scratched my head and said, I'm going to definitely let her talk about it first because maybe I'm a little lost. But when you ask me questions, I love to answer them because I want people out there as well not to feel bad if you're kind of a little off base about it. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's good to learn something different. So mm-hmm. I just looked at it this is what made you come to the conclusion of where you want to go and what you want to be and how you want to do it and what are mm-hmm. you doing to go towards that. What are you doing for that purpose? Amen. And you're spot on. You are spot on. That's exactly it. I, I think that God has us in a season of tracing the root of a thing. That's what I believe. Because if you only examine the fruit, you miss what's in the root. You know what I'm saying? If all you're doing is chasing after this goal and you don't have a clear understanding on, well, why did you even come up with that goal? Then you're going to miss the process and the progress to get you to the goal. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's powerful, sis. That's very powerful. I want you to go ahead and get deeper in that meat, though, because something tells me this is really good. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just going to give it as God gives it Because I taught you When I sent you that text That's when it dropped in my spirit <laughs> So I'm not I'm not other than to just really check out The meanings of the words um, I've, I've not done a lot of research But I do I, I do believe that I, I realize And I understand in my spirit What God is saying to us and, and he's not just saying it to our listeners He's saying it to us and I think one of the things that our listeners don't, don't understand is that when we talk about different subjects and, and discuss it, it is not just we're discussing it for their sake. We're discussing it for our own sake because we're all on this journey. You know, we're all on this journey together. And the important thing is, is that iron sharpens iron. So as we discuss different topics and different things. It's like God is is building us up and talking to us and saying, you know what, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm expecting out of you. And so that's like I said, so as we discuss it today, I'm sure there is some deep meat to it, but please hear me. I'm giving it to you as God gives it to me, seriously. So in just what I just said, you know, in tracing the root of something, we, we it, it's important if we're going to fully understand and fully carry it out, fully carry it out. It is the same thing that we've talked about many times in the past on the show, that if we really want to understand our true identity and who God created us to be, thing we need to do is examine and understand who God is. Because we will never come into the fullness of our identity and the truth of who we are individually and collectively until we recognize and understand the truth of who God is and who he is, not just as the entity, all-knowing, all-being God, but who is he personally in our lives. And I believe that that ties in to the origination of our goals because technically, if we're if we're going to be true to the things that God has created us for and the things that God has called us to, then technically our goals should have a root in Him. 
not just because I looked in the mirror and I thought I was fat and I wanted to lose weight. Because if that's my only goal, I'm going I'm to I'm be on that yo-yo diet, okay? Because today, I'm cool, I'm strong, okay? And yeah, I'm going to eat a bunch of rabbit food. I'm going to eat some lettuce. But you know what? Tomorrow, I got up and I got a disturbing phone call. And guess what? I don't care what I look like because my spirit is down. My continence is down. No matter what I look like in the mirror, I'm not going to see what I want to see. So I'm going, I'm a binge eat because that's what I do. That's how I heal myself. You know, people eat. Some people shop. You know what I'm saying, sis? Some people do all manner of things. Some people go lay up with people just yes. because they don't feel good about themselves. Let's be honest with this. It's grown folks right yes. now. Okay. You tell them the truth. Yes. You yes. know? So we, you yes. know, so just the fact that I want to lose weight is not enough for, for my goal. Go ahead, sis. No, no, sis. I was just agreeing with you. Um, just to let you know that I'm still very much there in the conversation and I understand what you're talking about. You know, you got to understand it's, I, something came to me while you were speaking, sis, and say, tell the people, get easy out of your mind. Anytime mm-hmm. that you strive to go towards something positive or something worth something in your life, there's going to be some pivots. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some downfalls. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you start off getting ready to lose weight, okay? So you get a phone call, a disturbing phone call. Yeah, I don't know about anybody else. When I was young and I got upset, I didn't want to eat. So that was the way I stayed cute and little for a long time. But as I matured and I became uh, more youthfully older, I like to say that very gracefully. I love that. Then when I get upset or something's going on or I'm bored or I need to do something, I eat. Mm. And that's not, that's not it. You got to, like my sister's saying, it's just not about losing weight. It's like people with, with fasting. Mm-hmm. So the benefits, if you do right of it, you may lose some weight. You will lose some mm-hmm. weight in it. Mm-hmm. But that's not the mm-hmm. true benefit of why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like a job. It's like you go to a job. Okay, what do you want out of this job? What are you trying yes. to get to? What do you need? What is this doing for you? And allow that to be a stepping stone to take you to the next goal. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hundred percent right, hundred percent right, and and just in like even just staying with that same analogy, you know. Now, if your if your goal is just to look cute, you know, or just because you don't like what you see, that's you know that's cool, that's cool. But like we said, you know, something will come along and you be knocked right on off of that because first and foremost, if your goal does not originate with the love of yourself. And the fact that you want to be healthy, that you have things you want to accomplish in life, and you recognize and realize that what you're doing to your body is not healthy, it's not good for you, then you're never going to stay on the straight and narrow. I don't believe in diets any longer. A diet is, you you yo-yo on diets. You yo-yo on diets. What I'm focusing more on my life now is a healthy lifestyle, you know, and and they'll tell you holistic minded people that try to um, get you to look at the totality of who you are so, so that you are you are working on every part of you, not just on one part with a quick fix. Okay, you know, Um but you're you're focusing on okay. I want to be whole. I want to be healthy. You know, I got things that I still desire to do in this lifetime. And at 62 years old, if I'm not taking proper care of my body, you know, I, I already messed it up in my younger years because I didn't reverence and respect it and take care of it properly. So if I don't have a a, a mind shift you know, in how I perceive it now and how I take care of it now, then I will not live to the ripe old age that I, you know, that I would desire to be. And when I say that, this is what I'm saying. If I live to be 100, if I live to be 120, however long God wants me on this planet, if I live to be 80, whatever it is, whatever the, the number of my days are, 
I don't know the number of them. God does. But whatever that number is, when I go out, okay, I want to go out still being able to do. I don't want to go out laid up on a bed of affliction. I don't want to go out with somebody having to come in and bathe me and take care of me and do all of that for me. I want to go out. And that you, those of you that know me and know how fiercely independent I am, okay, I want to go out in a blaze of glory, still able to do what it is that I need to do. When Moses checked out at 120, Moses was still walking up and down mountains. And he didn't check out until God said, okay, come on, come on up here because it's time for you to go. He was not sick. He was not feeble. They said his eyes were not dim. He was in perfect health. When Caleb checked out, Caleb not only was going up the mountain, he, was, he subdued his mountain. He went to war with everybody else so that they could get what they needed, what God promised them, their appointed land. And then he went and took his mountain still in full health and full strength to take his mountain. See, those are the things that that is the root of my goal for my weight and, and controlling what it is that I'm doing because I want an expected end because that's what the word of God told me. God said that he has a plan for me and it's a plan of good to get me to not evil, but of good to get me to an expected expected in. What is the expected in that you are looking for out of your goal? Now, we were using weight, but you got many goals out there. What is the expected in that you're looking to in your financial goals? Are you, what, why, why do you have a goal that you want to be wealthy financially? And maybe that's not your goal, but if that is your goal, why? What is the root of that thing? Is it just because you want to, to be flamboyant and flash and you know what I'm saying? And say, look at me, all eyes on me. Look what I've accomplished. Hear the eye you in will fail. You will fail like that. Yes, ma'am. I've done it. I thought I used to, before, I didn't, you know, you have to learn how to be happy in your own skin, whether you big mm. or small. Mm. I didn't tell you to get comfortable. I said, get happy, be happy. There mm-hmm. is a big difference. And mm-hmm. then when you, like you're saying, sis, because I'm overweight, but I'm like my sister. I realize, Lord, I want to be healthy because you said you would extend the number of my years, the number Hallelujah. of my days. Hallelujah. Yeah. But how do you do that if I'm not putting the work in and having mm-hmm. faith at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The word gives you faith and hope. And then when you put the action into being, then mm. it goes forth. I'm not telling you it's easy. When you've been mm. doing something so bad for years, you've formed a pattern. Yes. And they said, like, this lady told me one time, stop eating sugar. I was like, oh, my God, how did you stop doing that? She said, well, first you have to take the first 10 days. Then when you make that, then you take the next 10 days. Then mm. when you make that, you take the next 10 days. Because, see, they said it, it takes Sixty days, ninety days. I want to say, sis, correct me, anybody out there, if I'm wrong. Ninety days to break a bad habit. Ninety days. But the key to getting ahead is getting started, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be easy. I was at, at my job right now. They put me in my own little department somewhere. At first, I didn't think I wanted to be, but now I know why God has me there. And mm-hmm. it gets overwhelming because it's a lot, and I'm by myself. But one day I was like, oh, my God, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. And one of my coworkers said, how do you eat an elephant? I said, what? Hmm. He said, how do you eat an elephant? One piece at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's how you have to do your goals. Mm -hmm. Okay, step by step. Let's just say you're going to start exercising. If you start moving your legs and stretching while you're watching TV, that's the start. Mm. People think you have to have weights and stuff. You can sit in a chair and move your legs and your arms and get some exercise. That's a start. Mm-hmm. But if you don't start somewhere, how do you start? How do you say you want, if you want to write a book, start reading books mm. and start seeing the, how they do it. If you don't like reading books, then nine times out of 10, you won't write one, Harley. <laughs> this is You're true. really not a big book. No, that's good. Sis. That's good. I've never no, heard anybody say that, but that's the truth. If no, you don't it's like the truth. Reading, you know why, people? <laughs> Keep it real. I'm going to tell you about myself. One day I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, I, I, cause it was prophesied. You're going to be a million dollar bookseller. 
And I was like, Lord, I want to write books. And he said, well, how will you want to write something that you don't even like to read? Not that I can't. But now I'm starting to read books because I realize I don't have the attention sometimes, deficit sometimes to sit there that long. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can't sit there that long to read a book, then you can't sit there that long to write a book. Mm -hmm. So you have to be real with yourself about Mm -hmm. your goals. Because it's good for me to say I want to be a million dollar then, but what am I doing to put myself, okay, so the first time I go out there and somebody say, no, that's a terrible idea, I give up, and that's okay. it. I ball, okay. up the, I ball up the ideas, I throw them away, and that's it. Okay, God, mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. No, no. I loved when you said this, because I really believe in 2019, the Lord told me we are what we speak. Whatever mm-hmm. a man thinketh, so shall he be. Yeah. How do you think differently? Go get you some magazines about losing weight. Download mm. some apps now. Go start mm-hmm. surfing and seeing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Start looking into mm-hmm. different ideas because mine may not be good for my sister, for Elder. And what Elder That's do it. to lose weight may not be good for Tanya. And That's there's so it. many billions and people are making billions off a million um, d- um, different ideas of losing weight. You got to find mm-hmm. out what's best. But I will tell you mm-hmm. this. And I'll end it on this. It does not come in a bottle. Trust me, I'm a professional <laughs> dieter. It's going to come from what my doctor told me one time, the back away diet, and that's back away from the table. Mm-hmm. Use some restraint. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. How mm-hmm. if you like to drink all the time? How do you stop drinking? Keep praying about it and do it one drink at a time. There you go. There you go. Some of us try to go cold turkey. If you go three drinks, have two. Then get do it at four weeks. When you have two, do one. Then see, can you go every other day? And every other two days. I'm telling you, there's a way to break anything that we're doing right now in our lives to get you back on the right track. If they have directions of how to hook up TVs, tables, uh, room dividers, if they have directions all on YouTube, how to do this, how to do that, trust me. Keep searching, keep praying, and God will send the answer to you so you can get on the right track for 2019. Girl, every word that just came out of your mouth was fire, seriously. And I pray to God that the people listening heard you because that, that is so real. That is so real. And I believe one of the reasons that God took us this way today is because we're halfway into the first month of this year. We're halfway in already, okay? I mean, like time is just going, it's going. And you know what we said prior to entering into 2019, it's like, don't come in here talking about, oh, you're going to take off this year. We told you, tried to help and encourage you to come into the year already poised and positioned in flight mode. Okay. So now what is happening is we want to make sure you keep your momentum. You keep your momentum, all right? One thing about an eagle, an eagle takes off and that eagle soars. That eagle soars over the storm. It soars over what have you, but it keeps its momentum. And if it needs to flap its wings a couple of times so it keeps that, 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 agility above what where they're flying then they do that but you need to keep your momentum so maybe to keep your momentum you need to reassess and re-examine why you're doing what you're doing what is your why amen amen i can't sorry amen and amen what you said is a hold please people as my sister say these are kingdom nuggets, not mm-hmm. because we're perfect and we don't make mistakes. Good mm-hmm. Lord, if I can tell you how many times I have lost weight and I was feeling all good. Mm-hmm. I heard T.D. Jakes, and maybe you don't like him, but we're just here sometime with the message, what the messenger is bringing. And what he said is, when I set my mind to something, as my grandmother used to say, set my face like a flint, and I mm-hmm. say I'm going to lose some weight, even my husband said, oh, you say you're going to lose some weight, oh, you're going to lose it. But I'm mm-hmm. good, and I will stay stay in it. But, girl, the minute I start looking good, mm. and then I'm getting in my clothes, I ain't going to lie, y'all. It's the aftermath that caused me to go back. <laughs> it's the aftermath. Man, I get to cooking, and food gets to tasting good. And before mm. I know it, I'm like, okay, 10 pounds. Okay, I'm, I'm going to slow down. Before I know it, 15 pounds. Okay, okay I'm going to slow down. 
Can't blame me. It's faster to put that weight on than it is to get it off. But we're not just talking about that. What about mm-hmm. women out there that want to get married? What about mm-hmm. men out there that want to get married? Learn yes. how to love yourself first and be alone. That's right. Love how That's to prepare right. your house if you're going to bring somebody new in it. Learn mm-hmm. how to be able to, to tolerate other people. I heard one lady a long time ago say, she told the Lord, I want to get married. And when the Lord finally told her, she said, okay, move in with your good friend. Ask her, can you move in with her for a month? She was like, what? You know, I like things a certain kind of way. He said, no, he did that for a reason. Mm-hmm. She had to move in with her friend to realize she couldn't, she wasn't tolerable at all. It wasn't about her mm-hmm. friend. It was about her with herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You say you want to be married, but you don't want to be around nobody. Every mm-hmm. once in a while you might, but then you need to reevaluate some things. Maybe you don't want to be married. Maybe you need to ask God to give you what it takes to learn how to be fine just where you are. And that's okay. not alone. Okay. That's not alone. Just because you don't it's have anybody, that doesn't one. mean you're alone. All one. Not alone. All one. Okay? Right. We have to learn like that. that we are all one within ourselves. You know, perfect, we have bought, we have seriously, we have bought into the lie, you know, and, and listen to Jerry Maguire too long talking about you complete me. No, no, no. God completes me. Whoever my mate is, my husband, he doesn't complete me. He should compliment me, not complete me. Why? Because I'm complete in God. I'm all one in God. Okay, when we come together, when two come together and they become one, it is because they complement each other. So we enhance each other's lives. But if I'm depending on him to complete me, I got some issues. Okay, why? Because he ain't completing himself sometimes. I'm not completing who I am sometimes. If I don't get with God and allow God to work some things out in me, okay, then I'm not complete. So how am I going to expect somebody else, some other human entity, human entity to complete me? I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on somebody else. That's not his job to complete me. He should compliment and enhance my life. And I should do the same for him so that I am there for him when he needs me and he is there for me when I need him. So that 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 God has placed to enhance the other one is put together and allowed to operate. But if I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, ladies, we do this. Now, I don't know about the men so much, but ladies, we do this. Everything will be all right when my Boaz comes. Everything will be all right when I have a husband. If I had a husband, I could do such and such. If I had a husband, it would be so-and-so. Really? Why isn't it such and such and so and so without your husband? Because I last time I read the word of God, God was my husband, man, whether I got one in the flesh or not. So we've got I, to get to a point. Huh? Mm-hmm. I we've said I love when people say that too because I did. Yep. Yep, sis. We got to. I used to say that. Well, I can't wait to. Oh, I'm Lord blessing with my bow ass. Bless me, but y'all need to read the Bible because it never went into scripture that he was some fine man looking all delicious and good. You don't know what Boaz looked like, and you asked him for something you don't even know. To be honest with you, Jewish tradition teaches that Boaz was was a much older man than Ruth and that he died shortly after he and Ruth married. That's what Jewish tradition will tell you. See, now that's powerful because how many of you can't even, you can't even imagine, right? You, you getting excited about being married, but when you get married, you lose somebody. See, and mm. it's like, you know what? I always used to say, okay, I hear people say it after I've been married. And I go, okay, you're going to get a hold of Bo, and Bo might be an ass. Excuse my mm. language. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Bo might be that's one. True. So you don't that's know what true. you're asking for. Know what you're asking for before you do. And understand your goals before you set them. Right, and ask yourself right. the honest question, is it for you or is it because you've seen somebody else do it and it looked Girl, like it was real. easy? For and real. that's what I've done before in my life. Oh, okay, yeah. I can do that. Not, not so much that, that it, and you're right, sometimes they look at it and think that it's easy, but sometimes they look at it and just out of jealousy and envy, I want that. Okay? Oh, powerful. That's powerful right I there. 
Wow, that's powerful, y'all. You better know what you're asking for. You know, you so better again, know what you're so, asking for. And sis, that ties right back into what is the origin of your goal? What is what is prompting you to do what you do? To go after what you go after. Because even with what we were just talking about, if it's just, and and I'm going to go from a female perspective since I'm a female, if I saw somebody and he looked good to me, I'm going, and my goal is to get him, but in the interim, he married to somebody else, but my goal is to get him because he looked good to me. Well, you need to trace the root of that thing because that's a disease root. That's a disease root, and it's going to make for a diseased fruit. And the next thing you know, there's going to be a worm coming out that apple. It ain't going to be good. That's a powerful analogy right there. I Can I tell you something, Seth? Because a friend of mine told Please. me this story, and quite funny to me. She had a girlfriend named Sue, and Sue was a beautiful woman, businesswoman, and she married this minister out of California, and he was so fine and good looking. And she said she used to pray all the time, I want a husband like Sue. Lord, mm-hmm. I want a husband like Sue. And she said one day Sue was um, coming. She wound up calling. And she said, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm in the car, you know, with her husband or whatever. And she was like, girl, how's your husband? Do he, have, he got some um, um, nice friends like him. You know what I'm saying? Nice looking. You know, just trying to be funny. And he mm-hmm. grabbed that phone and he ringed her and told her, that's what's wrong with you black women right now. You're always trying to look for something like somebody else's. I mean, he just went off on her. Wow. She, said, she got, hung, got off that phone with him. Her mouth was hanging open. And she got on her knees and told the Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. I don't want a husband like Sue. I don't need a husband <laughs> like Sue. You know what I'm saying? So, again, like you're saying, what are you sowing into that goal? And if you're sewing because of some, what somebody else has had, maybe that's why you find it hard to get to that goal because you don't yeah. obtain what that person has. Mm-hmm. Ask God what's in you. Take what's in you and make it great. And maybe mm-hmm. some of you like me, you felt like there's nothing left. You don't know. You just exhausted every rim that you possibly can. God says he took a few fish and some bread and fed a multitude. Mm-hmm. And if he's still dealing with you and if you still... Keep if you're still getting close, trying to get closer to him, then there's still something left. Mm. Ask God to take what's left and make it great in the sight of his eyes for his glory. And then I believe that that's true success when it's all about God and it's not about you anymore. You got to understand God is a multiplier. We deal in addition and subtraction. God deals in multiplication. So what's small in your eyes, what you think is, you know, at the end of its its age or whatever, God can take it and multiply it. He does not add it. He multiplies it. And multiplication means acceleration. Because you get to numbers a lot quicker in multiplication than you do in addition. Especially in, in your goals, Okay. Seriously, and I've said this for years, and it's something that has just resonated in me. Don't ever forget the God factor. No matter what it is that's going on, no matter what it is that your goal is, no matter what it is that you're trying to obtain, don't ever take out the God factor, okay? That, that is how I attribute my faith. All right, is because I never forget the God factor. Because the God factor says, okay, God, I can't see this in the natural. I can't rationalize it in my finite mind. But the God factor says, but God, you can do all things but fail. God, the God factor says that in you, I am more than a conqueror. The God factor says that, hey, (laughs) I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the God factor. So you got to make sure when you are looking at your goals that when you trace the root of that goal, you need to trace the root of that goal, hopefully to an orientation, a position in God and to an origination where it originated in God. God talks about vain imagination, down vain imagination. Okay. 
But do you realize that there are also good imaginations? See, your vain imaginations are the imaginations that you contrive. Those are the thoughts that you allow yourself to run away on. But the good imagination, God gave you imagination. God gave you the ability to dream. God gave you the ability to look and wonder what if. That, do you not know that that came from God? So that's where you want your origin for your goals to grow from is in the place of God, sitting at the feet of Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through your mind, your imagination, your dreams, your visions. Because if you do that, then he will systematically orchestrate and put in your path everything you need to accomplish that that he's called you to do. So that's where you've got to back up to and, and, and reassess. Reassess where you are right now in your goals. Reassess the origin of the orientation of it. What is the position of it right now? And reassess the origination of it. What is the origin of it? And if it's off, if you trace it, if you get back to the root of it and you trace it back there and you find out God ain't in it, then you scrap it. <laughs> you see the, the television shows where people are trying to write and they keep, they put a little thing down and they ball the paper up and they throw it off and they do some more and they do the same thing. They ball it up and throw it away. Baby, if you trace the goal to you and not, to who God called you to be, not to the the dreams, visions, and aspirations that he has placed in you, then you need to take that goal and that dream and whatever it is and ball it up and throw it away and start afresh. Start afresh, okay? Because we don't want to miss anything this year. And it is okay. Don't consider it a failure. Consider it a lesson. It is okay to scrap that thing and start afresh. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, oh, that's why this is not coming together like it should, because that's in my imagination, and I didn't take it before God to get his thought, his counsel, his wisdom on it. Mm, okay, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm serious. And that's kind of the conversations that you're going to have to have with yourself. Trace it. Trace it. Trace it. Trace it. And if it does not trace back to God, again, scrap that thing. Don't waste no more time on it. Okay? If it was just because somebody told you you would be good at this, but you didn't consult God, is this a God thing? Because, see, there's a lot of things that might be a good thing, but it doesn't make it a God thing, and that good thing will mess you up. Because let, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example from the Word of God. See, Sarah and Abram, Sarai, because they weren't Sarah and Abraham yet, Sarai and Abram, thought it would be a good thing for him to lay with Hagar. They're going to help God out so he could have an heir. That thing might have been a good thing at that moment, and I'm sure Abram, Abrams wasn't, wasn't complaining about it. He freely did it. But that wasn't a God thing, and that good thing cost them dearly in the end. In fact, that quote-unquote good thing is still costing. Go to the Middle East right now. If you don't think they're still paying the price for that quote-unquote good thing, it's the sons of Ishmael and the sons of Isaac still fighting today, thousands of years later, because it was a good thing. But, baby, it was not a God thing. So it is time. Don't, don't get so caught up that you can't transition, okay? I've started a few things. Okay, thinking, and I, to be honest with you, I kind of thought I heard from God, you know, but as I got deeper into it and really started to trace that thing and look at it and go before God, because I didn't go before him before, I just, oh, I heard it, I heard from God. No, did I ask? Did I, did I solidify that it really was God talking and not me? Because you know what, our voice somehow seems strangely close to his, 
<laughs> okay, you know, we'll get a thought and an idea. We done ran off to the races, swearing it was God. And all, all we had to do was stop and say, God, is this you or is this me? Simple question. But you know what? We don't ask the, ask the question because we don't want to hear the answer because it sounds good to us. It feels good to us. I got peace about it, quote unquote. Yeah, okay. You might have a little peace right now, but you're going to have some uphill and turmoil right down the road. Get before God. Put your goals and aspirations. Unless he, you clearly heard them. And, and, you know, and I'm not a please hear me. <clears throat> some of you, you're, you're on a path. You clearly heard from God. And it still may seem like it's a little bumpy. But what my sister tell you a little while ago, there is a process to this thing. Okay? So you stay, stay true to the process. Stay true to the voice of God. Continually, <clears throat> excuse me, inquire of him. Don't just ask for the beginning. Don't just get his counsel on it in the beginning. Continually inquire of him. Continually inquire of him. Because it's easy to start off good and veer off to the left and mess up. No, I want to continually inquire of you, God. I want to hear from you, Lord, every step of the way. I know, God, you, you've trusted me with this thing and you've given me um, wisdom and knowledge and understanding, but I want to make sure I am not walking this thing out in my own wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I want to make sure that I am doing it wholeheartedly, without fail, without doubt, no fear and trembling in this thing because I am consulting you every step of the way. And you can tell, you, you can definitely tell when God is in the, in the mix because I promise you, he will put things before you every day. Every day. It's just like, I'm amazed. I promise you, what the things that God is walking me through right now to get to where he has called me to go is amazing me. I'm daily getting downloads of new information. He's introducing me strategically to different people. He's downloading through the Holy Spirit right into my psyche. Do this. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me. And I'm not saying that to toot my horn because trust me, I got my own struggles and stuff I'm walking through too. Okay. But what I am saying to you is if you give this thing to him and recognize his role in it as being supreme being, okay, then he will make sure everything you need, you will receive. It's not always about the dollars and the cents, but it's about his leading, guiding, and that he will grant unto you favor. Okay, sometimes he'll have you connect dots, okay, and and you know, you're like you're seeing these dots and you're going, oh, that could be some serious cha-ching, I see money, and he'll say, no, 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 I don't want you to pull from that, I just want you to connect the dots, because I, I got something else over here for you, you just connect the dots as I tell you to do. Put those people, put that person with that person, and you step up out of the middle of it. And you're going, but wait, but wait, daddy. <laughs> okay, because if I put that person with that person, they go both make money. What about me? And he said, I got you. You just connect those dots and step out of the way. So we have to get to a place where we recognize and hear the voice of God, and it'd be like, okay. No, no, no problem. Because my resource and my source is not in my connecting the dots, it's in my obedience to my father. And if he say connect the dots and then step out of the middle of it because I got you, you best believe, okay, hey, no issues because you got me. You got me. So that's why we have to stay before God, because everything that we would think might be a good thing may not be a God thing. You may be like, oh, I know I'm going to get a commission over here. No, mm -mm. no, I don't want you to get it from there. Because if you get it from there, then you're going to think it upon yourself that you did that because you put them together. I don't ever want you to get comfortable in thinking you did it. So Amen. no, do what I tell you to do. Step out Amen. of the middle. And watch me work. 
Amen. Amen. That's powerful, sis. Amen. To God be I'm a living witness. Amen. Amen. I'm a living witness. I'm there. I'm there right now. I'm there. You know, I had to get up one day, just worked all day, literally worked almost 11 hours straight, no break, just to try to do what I had to get to get done at work. I come home, I'm exhausted. I had a meeting that night at 8 o'clock at night to like 9 at night, maybe a little bit over. And I remember going, I'm going to miss out this time again. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, no, you're not. Because the reason why I want you to go is because I need you to be around people that want something, that mm-hmm. believe not just me, but something. Yes. And what I want you to do is get the information. Sometimes, people, you got to go on the inside to see what's really going on. Yeah. It's not about seeing I thought, okay, I was so tired, and my husband said, why don't you lay down? See, what I did last time was I laid down. I got a little lazy. You know what I said? Oh, well, whatever. I'll make it again. But see, mm. when people are having something, people, and when people mm. are about business, mm. you mm. can skip and miss if you want to, but they're mm. going to keep on getting what they got to get. Yes, because one that thing girl. that I'm learning with business, they'll tell you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm. Every business endeavor may not be for you, but maybe it's about the experience or whatever it takes. Because, see, I normally had to get up after work. I was so tired. I was scared if I laid down, I was going to miss it. So I sat in the chair. I told my husband. I kept looking at the clock and kept relaxing, but kept looking at the clock. And I got up, showered. I have to wear business attire. I couldn't just jump on no sweatsuit and go as I was. Mm -hmm. I had to dress business attire. Because that's what's called for at these meetings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me tell you something. When I went, you guys got to hear me. And I got out of that meeting and on my way home, I felt proud. Because I did something different than I've never done to get different results. Mm. Some of you may, you cannot keep expecting different results if what you do every day don't change. The insanity. If you come home from work. You're tired, I understand. You cook, you eat something, you lay down before you know it. You're dozing off, you're watching TV. Before you know it, guys, guess what? Another day. Same thing, mm-hmm. another day. Mm-hmm. Same thing, mm-hmm. another day. But if you say this time, you know what? I'm not going to snack. This time, I'm going to set 30 minutes aside. I'm going to exercise first. And this time, I'm going to sit 30 minutes aside. I'm going to read my words. This time, Lord, instead of just jumping up in the middle of the morning, doing what I got to do, I'm going to set 30 minutes extra back on my alarm clock so when I get up, I can start praise and worship with you first. Mm-hmm. And then I can get my day started. Mm-hmm. Do something different that you've never done if you expect different results. That's right. Amen. Amen, Amen, girl. That's real. That's real. You have to you have to change your surroundings. That's big this year. Okay? That's big this year. If you've been hanging out with the same people and they're not going anywhere and they're not encouraging you to go anywhere, then what's wrong? You know you need to change your surroundings. You need to change your people. You know you can hey, I, I still love you. Yeah, we can talk every now and then, but right now I'm on a mission. And you don't seem to be going the same direction I'm going. So, you know, hey, I got to cut this conversation just a little short today because I got an appointment with destiny. (laughs) Okay? I've got an appointment with destiny. So I got to change my surroundings. You are so, so right with that. Because like you said, if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That is the epitome of the definition of insanity. You got, if you want different results, you got to change what you're doing. Got to change it. Got to change it. And I would pray that the first thing you change is getting in the presence of God. Get before God. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. Let him direct you. Take what you're trying to accomplish and put it at his feet. Daddy, is this of you? And if so, can you please give me counsel on how I achieve it? What And step by step, because you know what? God is in the details. They say, you say, I've heard for years, they say the devil is in the details. Bump the devil. God is in the details. 
Read the word of God. One thing, when I go back and I see how God designed the priestly robes for Aaron and the, the Leviticus uh, feasts and what he wanted done and the different offerings and how he designed the temple. Girl, if you read God, you will recognize God is in the detail. So don't just look to God for the big picture and figure you can figure out the details on your own. Oh, contraire. You, again, step by step. Okay, Daddy, I did that. What's next? <laughs> okay. How do you want me to proceed? I'm at a fork in the road. Do I go right? Do I go left? Because I just want to go. Where's your light? Did he say he would be a light into your path? Right? I don't see the light, Lord. Where's the light? Okay. Or did you get to that place of the children of Israel? Up, up, cloud ain't moved. So I'm staying right here. Fire, pillar of fire ain't went nowhere. I'm going to stay right here. Up, I see the cloud lifting. It's time to get up and move. Let me get up and move. Because see, timing is everything. So we don't want to miss our timing. If you're not consulting God every step of the way, you're going to miss your timing. He will be the one to tell you, do it now. He will be the one to tell you, no, uh, wait, don't, don't do it yet. Uh, true story, and, and we're going to end out the show. We got two minutes left. I am, I am in the process of putting together a conference um, dealing with the seven pillars of influence. And I had gone to a Sean Bolt conference in California, in L.A. last October. And in that conference, um, there was a, a woman introduced. Her name was um, Mary. And um, when she was introduced, God spoke to my heart because she she's you know involved in the on in the entertainment arena, not necessarily on the stage, but she's in the entertainment arena. And um, God said that's that's your person for uh, the entertainment piece to to bring um, about christian or godly or kingdom influence um as far as in the entertainment industry so i said okay lord so i waited and um at a given moment there was a break in the conference and whatever and i found her i went up to her people were all over her seriously people were all over her so i just kind of stood back and waited my turn and she was she was probably trying to get to the bathroom i believe that's what i was here to try to do but you know, as the people saying, out, I walk into her, I handed her my business card. And I told her uh, just a quick, like a minute and a half, if that overview of what I was doing and that I would really love to tell her about it and if she would please give me a call. Now, this was in October. And so she said, okay, sure. And, you know, she took my card. I didn't get hers, didn't get her number, none of that. And she went on to the bathroom where she was trying to get to. Well, when I talked to her, the event that I was talking to her about was supposed to have taken place December 8th, but God said no. After the fact, after I talked to her, December 8th was not um, the date. But anyway, but I never heard from her. So in my mind, I was like, okay, well, hey, moving on. And I'm still looking for somebody to represent the entertainment piece, right? Please tell me why last week, out of the blue, my phone rings and it's Mary. And she's like, you know, I met you at the Sean Bolt conference. She's like, you know, you gave me your card. And I apologize. I know you told me. Now, this is how deep it was. I know you told me your event was December 8th. I apologize. I had another commitment. And she said, and I looked at your card several times, and I was going to call you. And God said, no, not yet. And God said, no, not yet. And she said, I, I looked that. at your card today. And God said, call you. So let me tell you, and I'm telling you this, serious, I'm telling you this because God will orchestrate yourself. And sometimes you think, well, maybe I didn't hear from you, God. I thought that's what you told me. You know what I'm saying? But when she said, I looked at your card several times, and I went to call you, and God said, no, not yet. He didn't say don't call. He said, no, not yet. So I just shared that to say, listen, let God lead you and orchestrate you in everything you do, all right? And he has an appointed time. So don't count it out because it has not happened. It just wasn't the appointed time. And he will keep you before that person that he has as a kingdom connection 
for you to connect. We're out of time. But that was good. That was good. I love it when God just kind of free flows on us, don't you? Yes, I do, sis. I love it. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, that's it. We will not have a show next week because um, my pastors are celebrating 34 years of pastoring and they're going to celebrate and renew their wedding vows for 35 years of being married. So we have a big banquet and everything next Sunday. So we will not be with you next week. Yeah, it's going to be blessed. It's going to be blessed. But we will see you in two weeks. Lord, say the same, same God time, same God channel. You guys be blessed. Love you, sis. Love you. Let's keep it real.